the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear brethren, walk in a manner worthy of the vocation to which you have been called. You have been called to one hope by your vocation. St. Paul tells us today. To call in Latin is vo vocare. So uh, vocation means, means call. And the call is like the telephone. We can always call, but the person has to pick up the phone for there to be communication. What is he calling us to? To two different things. The first call, which is the same for, for everyone, is a call to holiness. None of us is called to live a mediocre life. Some people think they are here on earth to try to get through life as well as possible, with as little pain as possible, and to try not, not to be too painful for others. What an audacious life program. What an exciting prospect for the next few years. Trying to make our lives as good as possible or the less bad. This is not why God created us, why God put us here on earth. We were put here on earth to be the best, the, the holiest, the pride of God down here, to destroy our evil inclinations and to add virtue after virtue. This is what we have been called to, each and every one of us and nothing else. That is why St. Paul gives us the main virtues in the epistle. So humility, gentleness, patience, and charity. But we, we each have a second, more particular vocation. We have all been called either to marriage or to consecrate ourselves to the good Lord. But we, we must be careful. God calls. It's up to us to pick up the phone. Dear brethren, how does God call? Well, to, to begin with, the call for fatherhood and motherhood is a universal thing. This written into the heart and nature of every human being. So, if you have no particular call or attraction to religious life, you are, you were, certainly created to marry. But beware of the romantic idea. There has always been a soul made for whom I am destined, a person that God has always provided for me and with whom everything will work out. No, that, that's not how it works. God has certainly created several people who are quite compatible with you. But 
with few exceptions, there is no soul mate who is perfectly suited to you. So first, marriage is a choice of a person and an imperfect one at that. You, you make the choice. You choose a person as your life partner with his or her qualities and faults. And you love him or her for a lifetime with his or her qualities and with his or her faults. Second, Sean is nice but drinks a bit too much. Seamus is funny, but not very religious. Liam is pious, but not very clever. But then, if you want to marry the perfect person, you have to marry our Lord and become a nun. You have to make a choice of an imperfect person and forever. The same goes for men. Third, it is not up to others to adapt to your way of doing things. It is up to you to adapt. If you don't feel um, you can adapt to other people's schedules and ways of doing things, it's going to be hard to answer the call. However, the good Lord reserves certain souls for himself whom uh, he calls to serve him in a special way. These souls he calls, each in his own way. For some it is a clear and direct call. For others it is an, an inclination that manifests itself gradually. In any case, even if these souls can understand the joys of marriage, Compared to serving God, these choices are nothing. However, one does not serve the good Lord the same everywhere. Um, it is not the same to serve in a diocese or in a religious community. It is not the same to have a life of evangelization or teaching in the world or to have a life of contemplation only with God. So, these souls that the Lord reserves for himself, if they are men, they are called to serve Christ and some to become another Christ. If they are women, they will have the chance to marry the perfect spouse, Jesus himself. But uh, choosing a religious congregation is like choosing a spouse. The perfect community does not exist, nor is it fully adapted to us. It is up to us to make a choice and to keep it with qualities and flaws. And it is up to us to adapt. Does it ever happen that we don't respond? How does it happen? Yes, unfortunately, some people hear the call and don't pick up. They know what God wants from them, but they don't want it. It doesn't suit them, and they don't want to change their way of life. 
God is patient. God knows that sometimes we need time, and he will insist. But if we never respond, he will stop. A second way of not responding is to put ourselves in a position of being unfit for the will of God. At present, the devil's main tool is premarital intimacy. This activity diverts thoughts from what true marriage is and makes everything turn to pleasure. And since pleasure is only temporary, people move from one person to another, offering the most intimate thing from the beginning at not building any relationship of respect and true, true depth. People make themselves emotionally unstable and lose their spiritual life. They will not have the strength to make a real choice uh, for the whole life. The same goes for religious life. As this destroys the spiritual life, such people will not have the capacity to keep the commitments of religious life. Can this be rectified? Of course. Some saints have had a horrible life of sin before. That is much more difficult, both for one vocation and for the other. What can we do for our vocation today? First, prepare for it. Always be ready for what the good Lord wants from us and guard against what might ruin our future. Second, when it comes, when we know, to accept it. Following your vocation is sometimes hard, but you are always happy. You are doing what, what you were created to do. Not responding will not make you a happy person. Third, when we have made the choice, persevere. Renew every day the voluntary choice made in the past and follow it to the end, despite the difficulties which are always present. The cross is still the way to heaven. Some people have made choices in the past that have distanced them from their vocation. What should they do? Don't panic. The vocation to holiness is always there. And as for the personal vocation, if it's not impossible, you have to make up for it. There are people of all ages who get married, even those who, who are not particularly young. St. Augustine became a priest when his child was already an adult. And the same for the religious life for St. John of Chantal. If, if it's really impossible for different reasons, then we must follow the kind of life that is closest to what we have been called. So, dear brethren, we are all called to become saints, and each by different means.
In any case, let us be sure of one thing. We have a Father who shows us the way and helps us to make the choices. And we have a Mother who will always be there to give us courage and comfort. With the good God and His Holy Mother, what could stand in the way of our holiness? The name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.